0: Hello there, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I'm your host, Sam Hind. And today in this episode, I really had it weighing on my mind to talk about some of the lesser discussed topics of social media, and that is essentially some of that advice that is currently going around out there that is detrimental to our businesses, Now, let's face it, with the internet at our fingertips, trainers popping up left, right and centre, we have got more information than we know what to do with. But the question is, what is the right information? Greg and I get to work with hundreds of thousands of people every year in the direct selling industry, people that are all looking to grow their businesses. And the thing that we find most frustrating are the habits and behaviors of people that are built upon incorrect foundations. Information that people have been gathering, whether they've learned it from uh, peers, whether they've learned it from other trainers, whether they've learned it from places online only to find that something isn't working. And in fact, in many cases, they are going backwards or damaging their business. And it all comes back to some bad advice. There are five key things I want to talk about today. Five pieces of advice that I know have been given again and again and again. And these are pieces of advice that I think in some cases are the assumed. So I want to dispel some myths here around social media, and I want to really speak into why these things don't work and help guide you in the right direction. Now, question is, should you be listening to me? Well, first of all, i want to I want to I guess cover off on that very, very quickly. The information I'm about to share with you is common knowledge information. I'm going to talk to you about things that we know work through trial and error. That uh, if you do implement these things, which are the pieces of bad advice, they go against community standards in many cases. So the things I'm going to share with you are not an opinion, they're a fact. In fact, many of these things are typically bad behavior in our industry, which continues to create a negative sentiment around direct sellers. So let's have a little bit of a talk about the very first one of these. Let's dive on in. So the very first pieces of bad advice that I see people utilizing to grow their business on a daily basis is something that we have to undo very quickly because this piece of bad advice also is an incredibly time-consuming piece of bad advice. And that is post as much as you can, as often as you can on all platforms and make sure that you share the same thing everywhere all at the same time. Now let's break this one down for a little moment. Usually the reason that people are posting multiple times a day is because they haven't worked out how to get people's attention from one quality post. The thing is that when we post multiple times a day, several things happen. The first is that we know that that algorithm that controls who sees what and when on any platform that you're using picks you up in many cases as being spammy. The other thing is that, again, the reason many people post multiple times is because they aren't getting the attention that they want to get from people. And the thing that I find, and this is a personal observation, is that when people are posting multiple times a day, typically they're not being strategic. They're posting ad hoc when they think of it and whatever they think of. Not something that has an objective, not something that's tied to their branding, not something that's been well thought through or planned. And the problem with that is that when we go in without a plan, we end up throwing stuff at the wall and we don't get any results at all. And I don't want that for you. So the other part of this issue is, as mentioned before, posting the same thing on multiple platforms. Now, when we really think about this, it makes complete sense every platform is different. Therefore, the way we use each platform needs to differ. When we put exactly the same piece of content on each platform without making any adjustments, we're not taking into account how that platform should be used. So, for example, one of the great mistakes I see people making just simply because they can do it is they post something on Instagram and when you've got your Instagram and your Facebook connected, you've got the ability to hit a button that says, share this to Facebook as well. Well, now, whilst that is a feature that's provided and people will often say to me, well, why would they give you that feature if you shouldn't do it? Well, the answer to that is, first of all, they do want people putting content out there. So it does encourage people to use both platforms and they are, although both owned by Meta, still wanting to increase the usage of on both platforms. So they wanna make sure Instagram users are using Facebook, Facebook users are using Instagram, etc. So by cross posting that way, they're encouraging that usage. But there's one key problem with this. Facebook and Instagram are optimized very differently. Think about it. Facebook is caption first, image second. Instagram is image first, caption second. So when we post a picture, to Facebook or Instagram, we've got, we've got to think about which is our leading our leader here. Now, on Instagram, you're going to lead with a quality image to get people's attention enough to read the caption. On Facebook, you're going to post a caption that gets people's attention to look at the image. Now, okay, they can see them both together, but you know the layout is very different. The other thing, and this is more important, is that the images are also optimized for slightly different sizings. In addition, and this is my pet peeve, if you do an at mention or a tag on either of the platforms and you cross post across without adjusting that post, those at mentions or tags are broken. So if you do some at mentions to other people's profiles on Instagram, you hit that button to share to Facebook, you've now got all these broken at mentions that make no sense that no one can click on on Facebook and it's messy. Last but definitely not least is hashtags are used differently on both platforms. Different hashtags are being prioritized or trending and a different number of hashtags and method of using them will occur on each platform. So, The basis to all of this is that if you are going to post the same post to multiple platforms and there's not really an issue with doing this, you need to make slight adjustments to adapt that post to each platform appropriately, which means using a scheduling tool, even the scheduling tool within the business suite of Meta will allow you to schedule to both Facebook and Instagram simultaneously, but adjust each post accordingly because it wants you to do that. And I'll also point something out. If you hit that button on Instagram to share directly across to Facebook, if you're posting on your mobile device, Facebook knows you did it, which means it knows you didn't adapt that post to the platform itself. And what we do know is that the potential reach for a post that was shared from Instagram is reduced by up to 30%. From if you post it organically. We know that this makes that shift. And so my point being is you are better off making slight adjustments and scheduling independently. doesn't mean it needs to take you a lot of time. You could also just simply post to Instagram, save your caption and you post your, your image to your phone go out of Instagram, go into Facebook, make slight adjustments, paste it in there and you're away. It doesn't need to take tons of time, but believe me, posting more and simply copying across to all platforms is actually going to cost you more time than it's worth. And it's not going to get you better results quality, most definitely over quantity. So the recommendation is one good quality post a day. If you, if you want to do more than that, use your stories, use other features, or just think to yourself, is this post strategic right now? If it is, maybe you're on the right track, but posting more frequently won't increase the amount of eyes that go over your posts. So just be mindful of that. Okay, let's move into the next one. Number two, uh, the second piece of really bad advice that I wish people would stop following. Now, this one, I think people are getting a little bit more savvy at, but I'm still seeing it happen. And you know what? It's it's not hard to see why when there are so many offers that come through every single day. But this one is a big fat no-no, and I can tell you from personal experience how damaging this can be. And that is buying followers to increase your credibility and to make your account look more popular. This comes down to that piece of advice or that, that understanding or belief that more followers is better than high engagement. And I want to pause you right there. You are so much better off having a smaller audience of very engaged followers than you are having hundreds of thousands of followers that never engage with what you do for multiple reasons. When you think about it again, it makes sense. Why would you spend all of your time shouting to a room of people that really couldn't care less about your business and are never going to become your customers? It's not going to attract the right people. And that's my point here. Exactly. Facebook and Instagram will recognize the types of people that are following you. They will look at the common denominators amongst those people. If you attract a lot of the wrong people, it's kind of a snowball effect. Facebook and Instagram will continue trying to help you find more of those people. I've seen this happen many times where people have bought followers or accidentally attracted an audience of people, a group of people that are really not the right customers for them. And then they find that for whatever reason, they seem to be naturally attracting more and more and more of those same people and they're going in the wrong direction. You know, I've, I had someone uh, a couple of years ago who had this problem, and it actually got to a point where they had to completely shut the page down and start again because they, being in a, in Australia, they had an Australian retail business. So uh, you can imagine Australian retail business that's bricks and mortar is wanting locals to be coming in, right? They want people foot traffic walking in the door. Well, they had made the mistake of buying followers. And, of course, you know what? If you're doing that, I can tell you that, number one, the ethical ways of gaining those people kind of goes out the window, In this case, they ended up getting a lot of people who were international, particularly they got a lot of people in Asian countries, India, et cetera. And they they had over a hundred thousand followers who had nothing to do whatsoever, no interest in their business. They couldn't care less. They didn't know what they were and they weren't even located in the right country. Now, when we went into their insights and we had a look at their audience, and this is a very extreme example, by the way, but I still want to get the point across. We went in and had a look at their insights, checked their audience out. This particular business had less than 1% of their fans and followers in the same country, let alone the same state. And so, of course, they had to scratch start again because... Facebook was continuing to pull more of those types of people in because it was going, hey, this is the audience you have. It's clearly the audience you want. It's the type of people that are interested in what you do. We'll show you more of those people. So what we've got to keep in mind is that as we start to attract a particular audience of people, Facebook is going to work on our behalf. That algorithm is going to continue suggesting your page to more like-minded individuals, particularly if the messaging you have is on track. So, it goes without saying that it's in our best interest to attract the right group of people initially. And again, it's a snowball effect. The more you attract, the more you're going to attract. So paying for followers, not a great idea. And definitely, I don't put the focus in those numbers. Put the focus in the engagement. Really appreciate what you have. Do an amazing job for the people you've got and you will naturally attract more of the right like-minded people. In other words, you're going to attract more of your dream customers and that's where your time should be spent. Okay. So number three, the third piece of bad advice. Now, this one here is typical for our industry. And what really drives me batty is I know that there are current trainers out there that are teaching this a method of growing a business. And unfortunately, this is what I call the churn and burn technique. It might work short term, but it does several things. First thing is it doesn't help you. In the long run, it will burn relationships. The other thing that it does is it gives and continues to give a bad reputation for our industry. And you know what? I don't care who I offend right now. At the end of the day, that's not okay. This industry is an incredible industry and it is my mission and my dream and desire that we might be able to one day change the way that our world perceives this industry. Now we all know it has not the best history you know we've we've all heard the stories about the person who was invited over for dinner and then halfway through the meal the whiteboard got rolled out and they realized it wasn't a friendly visit after all. Look, whilst that sort of thing, still happens today. I think it's it's really become a minimum. And for me, the right behavior on social media is critically important because the issues we saw before back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, et cetera, are only getting compounded because they're now so public. So it's gone from something that happened in the living room to something that's happening online. And this is where number three comes in. And that is if anybody tells you that the right thing to do when you start a direct selling, MLM, party plan business is to inbox all of your existing networks and exhaust your warm leads to grow your business I want you to pause right now. If you're listening to this podcast episode, there's a reason you're listening to it. And if you ever get given that advice, I want a red flag to go up for you because here's the thing. Number one, if you're doing this, you're in breach of community standards on social media. First and foremost, the platforms are shutting MLM businesses down on their platforms for this very reason, for this behavior. Can you sense the passion right now in this particular one, with this particular subject? The other thing is your family and friends have connected to you because they love you. They care about you and your journey, not because they want your business rammed down their throat. And I'm sorry, but that is entirely disrespectful thing to do. So does it mean that you can't use your warm audience when you start a direct selling business? Heck no, of course you can, but it has to be done appropriately. And soliciting people without it being welcomed, without it being appropriate is not okay. Meaning if you haven't spoken to someone in six to 12 months and you think it's appropriate when you start a business to send a private message to somebody asking if you can tell them a bit about the business or share something about the products, that is not appropriate. So we first need to go about it the right way, which means there are and there are so many things in place that we can do. Aside from creating curiosity and intrigue, sharing a piece of our journey, sharing how we've been impacted by the business and the products and having people reach out to us, Or alternatively, bringing it up naturally in a real genuine conversation that you're having with somebody is also okay. But when you're sending out dozens of messages on Messenger, the moment you start your business to people that you otherwise wouldn't be having conversations with, that's a breach of the relationship. And as far as I'm concerned, it's not cool. It gives our industry a bad name and it's going to ruin relationships for you. So if anybody has told you that this is a good idea, let me tell you right now. People might buy from you because they want to support you. They want to show you they love you. They uh, maybe want to shut you up. Let's face it. There are some people who have been down that road, but it's not going to lead to a long-term customer almost ever. It's going to lead to a short-term gain for long-term pain. So you're better off focusing on that long-term journey. You're better off focusing on building the relationship, making sure that you're doing it in an appropriate way. And most importantly, establish credibility, become an authority in your space, have people wanting to know more from you because you've earned the right to do it, not because you're hounding and hassling people behind the scenes. So if you have anybody, anybody that teaches you the right way to do social media is to be hounding People through messenger on a daily basis that you otherwise wouldn't be speaking to. I'm not so sure that that is a good quality piece of advice and I would hold for it and think of a different way to go about it. Okay. Now getting down off that high horse for a little moment, let's have a look at number four. Number four is another one that I really believe has become a little bit of a, I guess, uh, almost a a behavioural shift as we've gone into a very technical world. And, you know, there's always this need to try and make things easier, right? I understand that. I get that. We want to save time. We want to get things to work really well. You know, I was talking to someone today who said that one of the challenges that they see with so many of their leaders is that they want the the um, the easy answer. They They just want that button that's going to change everything, fix everything, grow their business. And can I just tell you, there's no button. So when it comes to social media, whilst there are a, a ton, hundreds, thousands of tools out there that you can use, some of them sound pretty cool. Let's face it. At the end of the day, there's no quick fix answer. So my number four, um, I guess, uh, bad piece of social media advice here is is that using automated tools to save time will improve your social media content, increase your followers and grow your business. And I just want to stop for a little second there because I want to remind you of something. If you've done any learning with me before, if you've heard any of my keynotes or webinars or any of my podcasts or trainings, you would have heard me repeat this over and over again. People aren't buying your product. They're not buying the business. They're not buying the company. They're not buying the culture. What they're actually buying is you. And when we we automate things, we're taking away the ability for people to genuinely connect and relate to us. We're taking away the ability for people to build the relationship with us. And that totally undoes the whole purpose of social media. Social media is an incredible tool, but it is one at the end of the day that's about connecting you with the right people, people that you can build a genuine relationship with, that you can essentially become good friends with over time. If you ask any of those successful leaders out there that have grown a business that that they've sustained for a number of years, they will tell you that their focus was on quality relationships first priority over selling, priority over recruiting. And most importantly, they'll tell you that even if that person is no longer on their team or a customer, they'll still be able to maintain the relationship because that's where it all started. And this is the thing. When we automate, we take that away. The other thing is when we automate, we also create more room or more scope for problems. Now, an automation example is when we use things like bots in Messenger, when we use frequently asked questions in Messenger, even things like bots and tools, et cetera, for commenting on people's comments or posts, or even uh, to create content. There are some tools out there you can use that automatically just bang your content out there for you. 30 days, done. Now, let's think about this for a second, if you were to use those tools, where is your personality getting inserted? I don't think that's getting inserted anywhere. I think really what we're doing is we're hitting that button and kind of hoping, wishing, and praying it's going to do something. But essentially that's like saying, you know what? My personality doesn't matter. Who I am doesn't matter. People aren't buying me. No, just take a little step back for a second it's going to be a lot more beneficial for you to grow your business on social media, to spend a little bit more time and insert you. At the end of the day, people want to know who you are and what you do. And they're interested in the products and the business because they're interested in what you do, not because the product or the business led first. Just think about how you do business with other people. You know, you want to go on a weight loss journey, for example, you're going to look at those people who have been walking that walk on social media that you've been watching and paying attention to, that have been sharing their own journey. And the first thing is you're going to trust those people more to ask them for their advice, to get to know what it is that they do because you've watched what they did, not the people that tell you what you need to do. So using automated tools, not amazingly helpful. The other thing is, if you think about messenger tools, for example, I'm not a big fan of these. People know when they've got a bot. It's very, very hard to use a bot effectively to make it look and feel like a real person. The end of the day, people know when they've got a, a computer program talking to them versus you. Now, let's think about this for a second. You know this, you know, you've had, you've had bots contact you. You've had bots respond to you before. Does it make you feel better about the business or brand? Does it make you feel neutral about it? Does it make you feel worse about it? Well, I think most of the time it doesn't improve our sentiment towards the business or the brand. If it's done really well, we may feel neutral. It may not change the way we feel about it, but most of the time I don't believe it's being done well. It's just being used as a stopgap. So just think to yourself, You know, if someone messages my page and it's going to take me a couple of seconds to respond back to that person personally, isn't it worth me doing that so that they know they got me, that they know I took the time out to do that? Now, when a business grows really big, okay, there might be a reason, a warranted reason to use some automated tools to help streamline things and ensure that the customer service is there. But I'm going to say for 99% of small business owners and direct sellers that we're not at that stage. You know, even in our business, whilst from time to time, if we're running a special event, a webinar, a training of some sort, we've got thousands of people attending. Yes, in those instances, we might use a bot or an automated tool of some sort to help us manage those questions and inquiries coming through. But vast majority of the time, it's a human you're getting on the other end because we want to make sure that people don't feel like a number. And I really truly believe that we're entering into a world and we've been here really for a little while where I think people are being treated too much like a number simply because we have the tools at our disposal. We use them just because the tools there does not mean it's the right time and place to be using it. So just think how will making my customer feel How will this using this tool make my customer feel at the other end? If someone used this tool for me, how would I feel at the other end? Because I really think sometimes we don't stop to consider that before we use some of these tools that we think are going to save us time and money. In the long run, I actually think they're costing us dearly. The very last of my five biggest mistakes or really bad pieces of advice. this is probably the worst of all of them, mostly because this, uh, this one comes back to bite people in a really nasty way. This one would be the one that Greg and I spend most of our time trying to undo in this industry. And I hazard a guess a lot of you are currently doing this. So as I go into this, I just want you to think about it from the perspective of your customer again. Think about it from the perspective of somebody trying to find you. So here it is, and that is using a personal profile uh, to promote your product, services, or business opportunities. In other words, the piece of advice I hear coming out a lot is make sure people know what you do. Promote your products and your business on your personal profile. Now, whoa up there. Let's just take that back a few little notches. First things First. I already mentioned this earlier, and that is that your personal profile was created for you to connect with and share your life with your family, friends, and acquaintances. It was never created for the purpose of promoting any product, service, or business opportunity. Now, before I go down this road, I want to make it very clear. It does not mean that you can't use your personal profile to grow your direct selling business. Absolutely not. It is a great place to do that, but not by directly promoting your products and your services for two reasons. The first of those is, as I said earlier, your family and friends did not connect with you, did not friend request you or accept your friend request because they wanted a business rammed down their throats. If they wanted that, they would have followed a business page. The other thing, and most importantly, is it does breach Facebook community standards. Now, there is a little bit of confusion around this. And that confusion lies with people thinking that means I can't share from my business page. I can't use my personal profile to tell people what I do. It does not mean that. You absolutely can share to your personal profile from your business page, which means you can promote what you're doing for your business. You can also share your journey in your business and what you do. But When you are blatantly promoting and directly promoting products, services, and business opportunities on a personal profile, it becomes a breach of Facebook's community standards. And when we cross that line, we can end up in a lot of hot water. First of all, if you get caught out doing this... Facebook's rule is when you sign up to Facebook, you sign up to its rules, its terms, conditions and policies. Whether you read them or not is irrelevant. Now, I know most of you don't read them. That's okay. That's why I'm here to tell you that if you are in breach of these community standards and you're not up to speed with what you can and can't do and you get caught out, their attitude is you're out they literally shut personal profiles down overnight. Now, if you're thinking that'll never happen to me, and that sounds like a little bit of a, you know, Sam, you're kind of being a bit of a negative Nancy here. Let's face it, people get away with this every day. Sure, they do. But we also see people losing their personal profiles every day too. In fact, we would receive emails, phone calls and messages from people multiple per week saying we've lost our personal profile or our personal profile has been flagged, it's been paused uh, or we can't see any of our stuff. All sorts of different versions of this will happen dependent on the breach and dependent on what they deem is the uh, the, the right way to deal with it if you like. So the bottom line is your personal profile is really valuable to you think about it this way. You've got tons of photos in there. You've got connections and messages that you don't want to lose all of that. If you lost your personal profile, what would it mean to you? What would it mean to your business? Because with that profile goes everything you're attached to, including your business page and any groups that you're in or that you manage. So the first thing is, it is in your best interest to follow those rules. Now, if anyone's telling you, oh, don't worry, you can get away with it. Lots of people get away with it. Don't listen to that. That is the wrong attitude to have. And it may very well end you up in hot water. And if you ever hear anyone giving you that advice, I want you <laughs> to turn around and tell them that's bad advice and you shouldn't be telling people that. And that comes from Sam Hind. So just remember, you are, you are on a platform. It is in your best interest to follow the rules of that platform. So I don't want to be too negative here. And I feel like this is a rather negative episode, but I feel like sometimes we have to steer people away from the what not to do's, right? Right. So here's the thing, a business page also does multiple amazing, amazing things for you. If you're using a personal profile, I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why this can be a bad place to focus your entire business. You are limited, unless you have a professional profile, which is opened up to the public, you're limited to 5,000 friends. Now, whilst that may sound like a lot, if you are, you know, have only got 300 or 1,000 friends, let's say, At the end of the day, if you're growing your business and I want you to be growing your business, eventually you're going to cap it because once you reach 5,000 family and friends or friend connections on Facebook, you can't have any more, which means you either have to open it up to the public or you have to start deleting people off your personal profile. And again, I've seen many people get into a situation where they've grown their direct selling business using a personal profile only to get their business to a really amazing place cap their 5,000 friends, not have anything anything else there at their disposal to use, such as a business page or a group, and suddenly they're in a position where they have to start deleting actual family and friends from their personal profile if they want to keep growing their business. And eventually they're going to cut that out too. So that can be a really short-term strategy. The other reason I see personal profiles as a problem if we're using them solely for business growth is the fact that your personal profile creates a barrier. Now, if I uh, have got a customer called Joanne, and Joanne loves what I do, she loves the products, she loves the business, and she's shouting about it from the rooftops. We all want those customers, right? And Joanne tells David about my business or my products and says, You really need to check Sam out. She can help you with this problem that you have. She helped me, she's amazing. And David goes, That sounds great. Where can I find her? And Joanne goes. Here's her profile. Sends her my na- sends him my name or the details. David looks me up. Okay, David looks me up, and what happens is if I don't have a business page, and all I've got is either a personal profile or a group. David now has a barrier. He has to make a decision. In order for me to find out any more about Sam, who I don't currently know, I don't have a relationship with, and I'm a little unsure about at this point because let's face it, I I don't have that connection with Sam yet. David has to make a decision. Am I going to cross that wall? Am I going to friend request or join a group, something that I don't know much about yet? Whereas if I have a business page, which is publicly viewable and accessible, David's got the ability to check me out, suss me out, get a feeling for what I do, find out a little bit more information and then reach out when the time is right. Now, I really believe that having the trifecta, the group, the personal profile and the business page is a brilliant strategy for growing any business, let alone a direct selling business. But just remember this, that using your personal profile to tell people all about your business is going to do multiple things, I believe, to damage things rather than help you. hinder you know, rather than help. Let's look at that way. Now, the only thing I do want to mention here as well is that curiosity and intrigue is actually a really powerful tool. Um, saying less is actually in many cases saying a whole lot more. And there are a lot of incredible strategies that we use, that I've seen others use, that that people are implementing every single day in this industry, none of which involve talking about our products, services, and business opportunities that are actually far more successful. Do you know many of the most successful people on social media, in fact, don't say a whole lot about what they do or where they work or what products they have. What they lead with is the conversation. What they lead with is the journey. What they lead with is their own personal story and people reach out to them. Just think curiosity and intrigue on your personal profile is probably the greatest, most valuable tool that you can implement. And sharing what you get up to and becoming an authority in your space is one of the best things you can possibly invest your time in. So in summary, I just want to really encourage you, build genuine relationships. Do it the right way. Less is more. And do you know what? posting more in order to get more attention, hounding people in order to get more attention. We all know within ourselves, that's not the right way to grow the business. So if anybody tells you any of these things or something similar, and your gut says to you, it just doesn't feel right, trust that gut. You know how to grow a genuine relationship and just think if I wouldn't do it face to face, why am I doing it online? What's the equivalent of the behavior that you're demonstrating online right now? And would you do that if you were in person with somebody? So the bottom line is just focus on building the relationship. That is going to be the most powerful way for you to grow your following on social media and most importantly, growing your amazing direct selling business. So with all of that said and done, I hope that this has been really helpful for you today. If you've got anyone that you feel needs to hear this message, or perhaps somebody who's just trying to start their direct selling business and right now might be struggling a little bit on social media, or maybe it's someone that's been in the industry for a while, but just feels a little bit held back, overwhelmed, maybe left behind, or you've heard them use the words, I'm not tech savvy. Well, I'd love for you to share this episode with them. If I can help anybody to grow their business and... I'm also kind of hoping that this episode right now gives you a little sense of relief, a little (sighs) feeling that I don't have to do those things that make me feel uncomfortable. Because guess what? You don't. And they're actually going to hurt you if you do. So great news is you get to show up, be yourself, be genuine and have fun doing it. Social media is about relationship building. We've said that a few times now and you know how to do that. So be yourself, be the genuine, authentic version of you and you can't possibly go wrong. That's it from me today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure you check our website out for some of our helpful downloadable tips and tricks. And of course, if you would like more from us, including downloadable cheat sheets, challenges, webinars and trainings, you can join our free Facebook group, Social Media for Direct Sellers with Greg and Sam, and we'd love to see you there. Of course, if you want to know any more about our memberships and how we can further support you, whether it's within our Rise Up Inner Circle, a group that I mentor twice a week, or whether it's part of our Accelerator membership where Greg and I do a live training every week and we have access to our amazing platform that we released in 2022 called Oxano Social. We'd love to give you some more information uh, and share with you how we can further help you with your business and grow you on social media. So if you want to know about any of that, please contact us. You can email us at grow at oxano.global or of course, you can find us on our website and we'd love to support you. Have an amazing week and we look forward to seeing you on the podcast again next week. That's it from me. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.